back to the punt return podcast. We are two divisions into our season preview. We've touched on the AFC East and West. We're going to look at the AFC North tonight, starting with the Baltimore Ravens. Ryan, can Lamar Jackson get back to MVP Lamar? Yeah, look, it, it's going to be a huge question mark. And, and it obviously, the Ravens have been such a model of consistency for so long. Interesting one this year, obviously, Lamar Jackson is, is playing for a, you know, a, a big contract as well. So, yeah, really interesting to see how that uh, plays out. Obviously, they, they were so hard hit by injuries last season, the Ravens. And, yeah, a finally healthy healthy roster could be the difference of, um, you know, seeing them really challenge again for another divisional crown. So, Lamar Jackson, he's, he's lost Marquise Brown. He's, he's number one. He's number one man uh, at wide receiver. So, again, it looks like the, they're going to be a really run-heavy offense, the Ravens, which is understandable with the, with the pieces that they've got around it. But it's going to be a, a breakout season for Rashad Bateman, I think. I think he's the man that could really um, open up the Ravens. If he if he does perform, they're, you know, they're every chance of um, you know getting back to um, AFC North champions once again. But... Uh, if they struggle on um, on offense with with throwing the ball and, and moving the ball other than on the ground, um, yeah, I, I I can't see them uh, surpassing the the Bengals, the champions from last year. But yeah, I think the um, the defense is going to be the key area as well for the for the Ravens and how strong that's going to be. There's a, there's a couple of question marks isn't there about the Ravens, and I think you know we we spoke in in a previous episode uh, around teams built for. For the run game and, and the Ravens are clearly built for, for the run game. They've, the way that they've built around Lamar Jackson, they've really gone all in, 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 you know, providing him the, the pieces uh, around Lamar Jackson for him to be successful. And they know when, when Lamar Jackson is successful, generally the Baltimore Ravens are successful. It's the way that they've, they're, they're built. It's the way that they run their franchise. Uh, getting their, their defensive pieces back healthy again is, is just huge for them. I mean, that was, that was really a killer for the Ravens last season and, and what they were able to do for the majority of the season with the number of guys and, and high quality guys out for so long was pretty amazing. And, and, you know, comebacks and tight wins and all that sort of stuff over the first half of the season, they probably got a little bit found out in the latter part of the season as all those injuries and, and personnel outs and, and whatever uh, caught up to them. But um, getting a lot of that defense back is, is going to make a big difference to, to their success or, or failure this season in, in the AFC North, the, the question mark around the Ravens, I think is that passing game. And, and you touched on it. Yeah, I think Rashad Bateman is, is, is a big piece for them this season in conjunction with, with Mark Andrews, obviously who's you know, Lamar's clear number one option in the, in the air game, but do they need a third option? I mean, you can't, I don't think you can win games consistently with only two options in the passing game. And we know that they're a run heavy team. We know that they're going to lean on the run and, and Lamar, Lamar is going to scrap, you know, scramble and, and whatever, but yeah, they need to have multiple options in the passing game. Mark Andrews is clearly elite at tight end. Uh, Rashad Bateman is, is a, a good secondary option, but do they need a third option? Yeah, absolutely. I was just looking at their depth chart again and they've got to mark. I think Robinson. it's just, I think yeah, it's just it's, a chart. It's, it's, there's no it's depth staggering there. to see that their second option here on the depth chart for wide receiver is actually Devin Duvernay, who, you know, over the last couple of seasons has been a bit player at most, you know, comes on, plays 20% of their snaps, maybe a touch more, you know, he, he's not at focal point, but he's going to have to play close to, you know, 100% of the, the snaps as that second wide receiver. Um, Like I said, they got Demarcus Robinson, who's had experience and has won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, but 
it's going to be a very pass-heavy offense through Mark mm. Andrews once again. And, and, you know, we saw how many balls he caught last year and especially in clutch moments. And that's mm. kind of Lamar's safety blanket. But yeah, it's going to have to be a breakout year for Rashad Bateman, I think. And he's going to really have to step up um, if the Ravens are to see success because they can't just rely on Lamar with his legs. And, and of course, J.K. Dobbins, who's coming off a, um, an ACL as well. So, yeah, a lot of pressure on the Ravens, I think. Um, I don't think the bubble's burst yet, but I, I still I see them slipping a little bit, and um, I think I've got them maybe sliding into um, into a playoff spot as a wild card team, but certainly not a division winner this year for me. I want to I want to put you on the spot here, and and so far in in our previous episodes, we haven't spoken much about fantasy, but I want to ask you about Mark Andrews in fantasy. You're a fantasy guy, like like I am. Um, are you spending if you're if you've got a late first round pick? Are you spending a first round pick on Mark Andrews in your fantasy draft? Not a first round, no. Where where are you taking? Where do you think the right? I think you'll. Right I think Mark Andrews slips almost through to a, a third or a fourth round. To be honest, I don't think he's got the kudos he deserves. It depends what kind of format you're playing as well. Mm. I think if you're playing a a really heavy, you know, or a standard PPR league in terms of a one point PPR league, I think he's a He's a natural natural um, selection in the second round, I think, just for the amount of volume he gets and and probably even more this season with, with Marquise Brown um, mm. leading the team. So, yeah, it's a good question. He'd be a clear top three tight end in the league, I think, um, to select. I think you can't go past Travis Kelsey if you needed to pick a tight end first, but he'd be right up there as your, as your second or third tight end to poten- potentially pick. Yeah, the, I've got him I've got him end of first round if if – let's say Kelsey goes early and, and it's very possible that Kelsey goes later due to his age and injuries mm. and health and all that sort of stuff. It is possible that Kelsey goes later. I've got Mark Andrews going as the first tight end in fantasy and Huge. potentially a back end first rounder purely because of that volume. And, you know, especially in a PPR league, like, like you've said, if you get a point per, per reception, you know, you, he's going to get six, seven points at the very least every game, like stock standard rinse, repeat, six to seven points at least. And then you add, you know, those 10 yard, 12 yard little burst runs. Uh, you get a touchdown every second week. Like you, you're looking at it, an average of 10 to 12 points a week, I reckon just at, at the very least. And if you can, if you can lock that in each week, that's so valuable, especially at a position like tight end. And I think the, the only other tight end that I'd have in that conversation would be Darren Waller, but there are question marks around his volume with Devonta Adams coming to, into the Raiders. Oh, I'm never again on Darren Waller after last year. Um, I had him way too early last year and he really disappointed me. So he's in the forget file for me, but uh, I still think George Kittle is obviously a key for the Niners and, um, and one of the best tight ends in the game. Um, Yeah. He'd probably be my, you know, in the top three there with the, the guys we just mentioned in terms of Andrews and Kelsey and, and then even Zach Ertz has kind of refound and, and gathered some form back uh, at the back end of last year once he got traded to the Cardinals, who we know are a very pass-heavy offense. So they'd be the guys I'd be targeting early in the rounds if you were after a tight end. But we're just waiting for an invite, mate. We threw it out there. I'm still <laughs> waiting for a league invite from one of our, our loyal listeners to give us a shout-out and, and get a fantasy league going. But we might have to take it upon ourselves, mate, and get one that's, in uh, for the punt return. True. If if uh, if you've got a, a league with a spare spot and you want to want to throw one out to the punt return, Ryan and I will share share ownership of, of a league and and we'll uh, we'll have a crack. We move on to the Cincinnati Bengals last season's Super Bowl defeated 
conference winners. Uh, and they've rebuilt their offensive line for Joey Burrow, who I think, I think he's ready to take that next step. We spoke about Justin Herbert uh, in an earlier episode. I think Joey Burrow is around that same level. They've brought in uh, Karras, Kappa, Collins, etc. This This offense is world-class. And, you know, the way that they've built around, again, it comes down to, you know, backing your man in. And, and they've done that with, with Joey Burrow. They've seen what he can do. He's shown what he can do. And, and they've put the pieces around him to ensure that he can remain successful. And as long as he stays healthy, and I think that he can with this new offensive line in Cincinnati, that this Bengals team can, uh, can, can keep doing things. Yeah. These are, these are the guys that I've selected to win the uh, division. Once again, certainly weren't high on my list last year and they made the, that huge um, run where they were AFC conference champions. But yeah, I think Joe Burrow obviously only gets better again. Um, obviously coming off an ACL last year was unbelievable in only his second year in the league. And then, um, of course, we saw the breakout of, you know, Jamar Chase, who was took all before him and became one of the best um, wide receivers in the game, not just as a rookie, of course. So Joe Mixon's healthy, uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. It's a, it's a very stacked offense, as we know. And the real concern only for the Bengals, for me, is obviously that defense. And um, we know that Jesse Bates, start, um, you know, signed a long extension over the offseason. He's, he's probably their key piece on that defense that, He's coming off a, um, an injury-interrupted preseason. Zach Taylor um, has had his moments in, in games with his play calling. So it's interesting to see how he goes. As, um, now they're going to be the hunted, I suppose, a lot more than they were last year. So, yeah, a few factors to, to weigh in on the Bengals, but I just think they're, they're like you said, their world-class offense um, will hold them in very good shape. And, um we know that the defense, the defenses in this uh, division are really strong, but that offense that they've got is um, a very, uh, is very, very good. And and I think that can, yeah, that can lead them all the way to another division crown. Yeah. I'm, I'm not far off uh, that either. I, I think that, that that defense is a worry and I think it's something that they've still got to keep working at, but you know, we'll see from a coaching perspective and how they line up, you know, if, if they've tinkered with, with what they did last season, but I mean, Joey Burrow, uh, I think 5,000 yards is not out of the question for, for Tiger Joe, uh, the Tiger King. And you know, he, he's, he might have a little flutter on, uh, on Joey Burrow for MVP. Uh, we'll check some odds and we'll come back with a season preview, you know, predictions episode as well. But that might be a, a smoky to look out for Joey Burrow MVP. Any, any chance in your eyes? Oh, absolutely. Why not? I mean, like you said, we've, he's got so many weapons to throw to. We know he's he put up some ridiculous numbers at the back end of last year, namely against the the Chiefs um, in that unbelievable game where the Bengals really showed the world how how good they could be. So, um, absolutely, why not? And we know, you know, third third fourth year quarterbacks are usually right in the sweet spot for a, for a, an MVP. So. Um, and, and albeit he coming off his rookie season where he did his ACL, it's almost like his second year. So we know those young quarterbacks can really take that leap. So yeah, I, I don't see, I, I like it as a smoky for sure. Now, one team that we know that the quarterback won't be winning MVP is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've got three quarterbacks that won't be winning MVP. And there are huge question marks around the Steelers this season. We know how good they've been over a, a long period of time, whether or not they can get back to that sort of form, uh, is is a huge question mark. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of hype around George Pickens in, in training camp. Is he is he a, a replacement for Juju Smith Schuster? Is he in line for a, a rookie of the year, your offensive rookie of the year type 
performance or, or output um, at the end of this season. Who knows yet? I mean, they're talking about him in, in those sort of terms. We need to see a bounce back season from Minka Fitzpatrick on defense. We know how good he can be and how good he has been, but last season was, was really disappointing for the Steelers in, in so many, uh, so many ways. And, you know, whether they're able to, to get back some of that defensive magic that, that we're used to in Pittsburgh is, uh, is yet to be seen. Well, they were absolutely shot last year and somehow they ended up with a winning record and, and still, they, they just defy belief sometimes, the Steelers. And Mike Tomlin's record is just unbelievable and phenomenal. And as we've now um, talked about in earlier episodes, uh, Ben Rufflesberger is was certainly elderly, not just ailing. He's um, He really struggled. And somehow the Steelers made it work, even with that disgusting offense. So uh, I can't see it improving too much under Mitch Trubisky. It definitely will get better. I mean, Mitch Trubisky is very athletic and actually can move around in the pocket and and make plays and, and do things like that. So, yeah, whether or not he'll be the starter, though, it remains to be seen, or if it will be their, um, you know, their first-round pick and Kenny Pickett. So not to be confused with their other rookie, um, George Pickens, who you've just mentioned. And uh, I think the hype around that guy is extremely high at the moment. I don't know. Um, I know he's looked um, decent in the, in the preseason games, but, yeah, I don't know about him yet. I, I'm not sold on um, George Pickens, especially with um, the quarterback issues that you'd, you're likely to see from the Pittsburgh Steelers. We know Mitch Trubisky has led a side to a, a playoff run and, a, and a, um, a division title, though. So the talent is there, but whether or not he can do it, obviously they have got that unbelievable defense led by your man TJ Watt and, of course, Cam Hayward and, and the guy that you mentioned quite clearly needs a bounce back here in Mike Fitzpatrick. But... The one saving grace, I suppose, for Pittsburgh is that they really unveiled, you know, a real talent at, at tight end last year and Pat Frymuth and um, and Najee Harris, my boy, who I tipped for um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. He really uh, elevated his game late in that, um, you know, came to his own in that second half of the year last year. And I think he's due for a, a huge season and he's be, he'll be one of the top running backs I target in fantasy. If we are talking fantasy, I think he's an absolute weapon. So he'll just get plenty of touches all year and, and obviously he looked a bit better under the um you know the catching game as well uh late last year but yeah i, I think it it's going to be a a challenging year for the steelers I, I think we finally see mike tomlin post a losing record for the first time in 15 or so years that he's been at the helm but um you can never write off the steelers they'll still be thereabouts and win those uh seven or eight games i think but i think they'll just fall under 500 this season yeah, Najee Harris, I think, is going to be a, a big part of this offense. And I think you're right that he, he's going to get a ton of touches, uh, both in, in the ground game and the air game. But TJ Watt, you mentioned, my, my man. I mean, can a team that only wins potentially six or seven games, can a guy in that defense win defensive player of the year? I don't say why not, because he's that he's that good. And and uh, he showed that last year, last year when, you know, the, the team – struggled for the most part, but he was just absolutely dominant when he was on the field and, um, you know, single-handedly almost turned games for the Steelers. So, and I think he'll do that again this season and that's what will keep, keep them really competitive. So yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting watch, uh, especially around that defense who we know is, is still stacked. I'll be on him again. That's for sure. I'm on him every year. So I'll be on him again. <laughs> no, uh, you the don't Cleve- jump off that. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, uh, where to start? with the Cleveland Browns. Do you want to start with the big elephant in the room, which is the quarterback, Deshaun Watson. They went all in on Deshaun Watson. 
They knew a suspension was coming. He missed all of last season. They knew it was coming again. Uh, it was given six games. It's been increased to 11 games and a massive fine. Uh, where to for the Cleveland Browns this season? Yeah, it's it's such an interesting one, isn't it? The Cleveland Browns, they've, they've really, um, you know, changed the look of their offense. And for the better, I'm sure it's going to work out better for them in the long run. But it's been a messy offseason for the Cleveland mm. Browns. And, um, you know... It's been a messy decade for the Cleveland yeah, Browns. It's been a messy history for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> but Deshaun Watson, um, I'm glad they the NFL did uh, elevate or extend his suspension, I should say. Yeah. But um, 11 games still somehow feels light on. But uh, mm. they've got him back for week 12. Um, I think their playoff chances will probably be done by that stage anyway. Um, Jacoby Brissett is the ultimate man that just steps up when he needs to. He just pops him, finds himself as a starter somewhere. It's his third team in his in the last three years as well. Um, fourth overall, of course, after the starting at the Patriots. But yeah, he, he's obviously not the answer at quarterback. He's a he's a nice fit for now. Um, they've obviously got a huge reliance on the run game, which will again be prominent with um, the best probably one two punch in all of football, of course. In um, in Chubb and Hunt. Um, whether or not they do keep Kareem Hunt, though, who's been trying mm. to force his way out of Cleveland. They've obviously got a, a super offensive line still. They've got an unbelievable defense led by Miles Garrett and, and the like, and Denzel Ward and these guys who are going to be thereabouts again. And, and it'd be interesting to see how Amari Cooper goes in a new mm. environment like that, like Cleveland. Um, Kevin Stefanski obviously is a good coach. I think we, we can all see that. But... Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. I just, I just think it's been a messy, such a messy off season that, um, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be super prepared. Obviously, I mean, they've had a long time to think about Deshaun Watson missing time, but yeah, it's it's just an interesting one where they're obviously planning for a future with Watson. So, what that first eleven or so weeks looks like will be interesting. Really interesting. I mean, we know what we know the talent that they've got on the defensive side of the ball, and I guess the question is. For the Browns, if Jacoby Brissett can just go well enough, if he can go, you know, six and five in in eleven games or, or whatever it is, five and five in in ten with with a buy or whatever, if he can if he can break even essentially or slightly better than break even, by the time Deshaun Watson returns and and he'll be there regardless of what you think he should or shouldn't be, he he'll be there around you know week twelve. Uh, and onwards, you know, he's he's their man. They've invested. He's he's going to play. Uh, can Deshaun Watson lead them to a playoff run? And yeah, I think the answer is probably yes. Um, Amari Cooper in is is huge, and you pair those two guys, and, and everything off field, you know, not included. But those two guys have so much talent just on their own. And then you look at the guys that they've got on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, the Browns, the Browns can do some damage and it's just a matter of whether they can put enough together for long enough over the course of the season to, to be still in contention, you know, when you come up to, to weeks 15, 16, 17, et cetera. Uh, that's going to be the question is whether Jacoby Brissett can lead them well enough for long enough in the first half of the season. Oh, it's a huge, it's a huge question mark. But uh, the big question for the AFC North, who wins it? I've got the Bengals. On top, I I agree with you. I think the Bengals are just on top, but I think I think that we should all be prepared for a bounce back Baltimore Ravens year, and they are gonna 
they're going to have an impact in the AFC North. They're going to have an impact in the AFC. Uh, and I think that they're back to a playoff team. Uh, I think that they're a more balanced side than the Bengals. Uh, but I think the Bengals have more impact players to get it done when it matters. Uh, but I just feel like the Ravens, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like they're one of those teams that you can never count out. And I think if you get them healthy again, that they can do some damage. And so I think I've got the Bengals number one, but only just over a healthy Ravens. And then you've got the Steelers and Browns and that's ultimately a, a toss up based on personnel and who's fit and healthy and, allowed to play i guess uh but that is the afc north we'll be back shortly with the afc south to finish off uh our season previews for the afc uh before we get stuck into the nfc but uh ryan thanks for thanks again for tonight and we'll uh, we'll be back soon